Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, April 26th. We are here live. Lauren's with me this morning. We do have a guest this morning. I'm looking for him on the board right now. I'm sure he'll be here soon. So we'll uh, we'll jump in and get started. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. It's Destination Health Day. We've got a great guest today. I know. I'm so excited about this. I was, you know, it came up this weekend. I was visiting family and um, my niece, who was just born, she's probably like three and a half weeks old. She had this horrible rash on her face. And I know that's kind of typical for, you know, newborn. Yeah. But I, I felt so bad for her. And my dad said, why don't you put some silver on it? Oh, really? That's <laughs> I was like, hmm. yeah. yeah, he really did. He, that came out of my dad. So I was like, you know, I definitely didn't think about that. And I'm like, but it's a, it's an infant. So I'm curious to hear um, if we can get in a little bit into that today and see if that is completely safe and, and what the thoughts are around that. Well, we have the right person here for that. So that's uh that's good timing on that. Um, the other thing, this is, uh, you know, I got a chance to uh, hang out with Dr. Griffin when I was down in Las Vegas with uh, Dr. Wolfson. Mm-hmm. That's how this whole contact happened. So, you know, you know what, uh, Dr. Griffin's here. We're just going to bring him in and get started. No sense in talking about him while he's waiting for us. So um, <laughs> we're just going to jump right into this. So uh, our guest this morning, Dr. Edwin Griffin, he's a... Uh, Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine. He's also the Senior Manager of Education at Sovereign Silver, and we're all about education. So good morning, Dr. Griffin. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. You're also here with Lauren. Good morning, Dr. Griffin. Pleasure to have you. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. So uh, I was just mentioning you and I got to hang out and spend some time together down in uh, Las Vegas. You were one of the contacts I made with Dr. Wilson. I got to tell you, walking through a conference like that with Dr. Wilson was quite an experience. Oh, definitely. Spending time with Dr. Jack Wolfson is always entertaining and walking through and meeting people. And I feel like he knows so many people that uh, he'll introduce you to as you wander around with him. And then, uh, yeah, we had dinner together, I believe, at uh, A4M in Las Vegas. And yes. it was, we had quite a conversation at dinner. And that's, I think, where this all started. Absolutely. This was, you know, that, that whole show for me was um, kind of an interesting, I, I had never heard of it. I had no idea. It had been around over, what was it, like 20 years? Right. Uh, it's been around for quite a while. And the A4M, I think it's interesting, is, when I first saw that A4M, I'm like, what does that mean? I know. So the A, it's 4A, is the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine is where the A4, so it's four A's and an M. And that's where that comes oh, from. Got it. I always wondered that, too. I could never kind of put it together and figure out what that part was supposed to mean. Uh, like I said, I, I had never yeah. even heard of the show, didn't know it existed. Um, my wife just saw a post that... Um, Dr. Wilson had made about he was going to be there. And it was kind of one of those weird weeks. We didn't have a lot going on. And well, we always have a lot going on, but we had slowed down a little bit. And she said, why don't you just 
jumped down there and meet him. You know, we've had him on the show several times. And I thought, all right. So it was really a last minute thing. And I got down there. I was shocked, first off, at how big it was and then how long it had been around. Um, and then, you know, like I said, hanging out with you guys, I met so many people. I was kind of overwhelmed by the end of the show. So much new information. Yeah. And then I bumped into you again, I believe it was at Expo West and we talked a little bit and like these shows are so big, you meet so many people. And like, by the time I leave, I have a pocket full of business cards and then I go through and I'm like, wait a minute, who is this? And <laughs> what did that? we talk about? I, I know. And who's that? And I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting is I try, what I've started trying to do is as soon as somebody hands me their card, I pull out a pen and try to write down, jot something down about what we talked about or why I was talking to them or just something so that I can remember when I get home and, you know, pull out that pocket full of cards or that suitcase full of cards. And where was this? And when was this? And who was this? And why are we talking? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I need to come up with some sort of a system as well, because it, the same thing happens. I, I wonder if people would be offended if when they handed me a business card, I wanted to take a picture of them. You know, I think that's something with our phones and with contacts. And I like that is when I meet somebody new and I put their contact into my phone, I just, I'm like, can I take a quick picture that way right. with the face and the name and then I remember. And personally, I'm a facial person. I am too. I can tell you, I'll bump into somebody and I'll be like, I know I know you, but I can't tell you where I met you or anything, but I know I know you because I've seen your face. But putting that face and that name together on a phone is so important to for me personally so I can remember who they are. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So give us yeah, uh, give us the Reader's Digest version of your life. How did you end up here doing what you do? Oh, that's that's a complicated question, and we could talk about this for hours. But, you know, so we can start with, you know, in the beginning. So uh, I grew up in a pretty standard American household and the standard American diet, unfortunately, and uh was standard medicine, going to allopathic medicine, and went through that my entire first 16, 18 years of my life without thinking of uh, anything about it. And then at 18, when I went off to college, suddenly I started having a bunch of health issues. And that's when I just, I was going from doctor to doctor, and again, standard American diet, standard American medicine, and knew that there was something wrong, but they couldn't really tell me. And they threw all kinds of diagnoses at me. And I dealt with those diagnoses that started out with ulcerative colitis and then some uh, all kinds of digestive issues and then some skin issues on top of that and didn't know. And I just, I did the medications they told me to, I did what they told me and they never told me, nobody ever told me about diet and changing my lifestyle and fixing the simple things that we that are all around us and so simple to start with. And then um, I went off to college, like I said, I was a psychology major and I was going to be a, a counseling psychologist. But at one point, somebody, uh, one of my professors mentioned the term naturopathic medicine. And I had that light bulb moment. I'm like, oh, naturopathic medicine, it combines the mind, the body, the health, and it's looking at the root cause fix the problem, don't just treat the symptom. And so once I heard that, and this was the early age of the internet, this was around 2001, two, and that's when I, I 
I didn't even have a computer at the time. My roommate had a computer. I spent the next 12 hours after class researching this thing called naturopathic medicine. And once I found that and started looking into a little bit more of the lifestyle diet changes, I thought, wow, maybe this is the answer. I did every medication they told me to with no luck. And it wasn't until I fixed my diet, I started eating healthier, I started exercising a little bit more. And also one of the big things is cutting out the garbage. And that's when I discovered health and being healthier by living the lifestyle that I now live and continue with today. And even today at I'm nearly 50 years old, I'm in better shape than I was at 16, 17 years old in high school. So I think that's kind of the simplified how I got here. You know, I, I love that story. And when you make that statement at 50 and 50 is about the time that I changed my life um, and headed down this path. And I'm a couple days away from my 60th lap around the sun now. So uh, happy I, birthday. I've made that statement so many times that I felt better at 50 and 55 and now even 60 than I did at 20. And I know people don't believe it. I know they think it's probably just, oh, he just says that. Oh, I know he's excited. He feels better. But that is not an exaggeration for me at all. I feel better at 60 than I did at 20. Exactly. I completely agree with you. I feel better at I'm 48. So I just turned 48 a couple months ago. And I feel better now, but it wasn't like I started the naturopathic schooling that I went to and I learned about it, but I wasn't living it yet. And it wasn't until, and it's the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I had learned about it and I was starting to tell people about what to do for their health, but I wasn't living it myself. And it wasn't until a few years later that I started doing some yoga, that I started really looking at what I was eating. I think one of the big things that people are missing, um, people always ask me is, what do I take for this? And I'm like, well, it's not about what you take. But exactly. It's what you take Remove all the garbage. That, um, you said that so well. And, yeah, and you just touched on another topic that makes me insane. Uh, I never, ever considered going into the medical field. That was not on my bingo card at any point in my life. In fact, it was almost the opposite. I couldn't imagine being in the medical field. And then I ended up here. But, you know, I kind of think of myself more in the health field now, not really medicine. Or, um, But that, what you just mentioned, people now know. And I live in a small town and we run our business out of this town. So people kind of know what we do. They're a little confused, though, because that first they thought we were trucking and our name has trucking, but we do a lot of health stuff. So that kind of confuses them. But the one thing that drives me crazy, people will come to me with a symptom and want to know what to take. I, it yeah, doesn't that's, work that's that way. And I try to tell them, look, first off, I am not going to take your money for a supplement until I know how you eat. And if you're not eating the way I think you're, you should eat, I'm not selling you a supplement. And they're they're shocked. Yeah. Like, exactly. what do you mean you won't sell me something? I, I won't. It won't do you any good. Right. What are you feeding your vehicle, your body? And I, I compare it, and because it's a, we're talking about trucks and we're talking about health and everything, is I used to teach, and one of the analogies I used all the time was, do you put bad gas in your car? If you put bad gas in your car, your car's not going to run. 
if you put bad food in your body, your body is not going to run. How much more simple than that? Yeah, here, here's another one. Um, instead of, you know, a Valvoline motor oil, drop some peanut oil in your engine. See how that works. Exactly. And uh, it, try putting, you know, gasoline in a diesel engine or it, diesel yeah. in a gasoline engine. You got to feed. They're both engines, it, but you've got to feed it what it needs. You know, the other interesting thing you said there, and it took us a long time to kind of come to this conclusion so at first we, you know, started talking about the paleo hunter gatherer diet. Like I said, this is about 10 years ago. You know, um, I think a country song applies here. We we could say that we were keto before keto was cool. Um, but, you know, we went yep. pretty quickly from kind of this paleo hunter gatherer based diet, which made a lot of sense once I started reading about it. And then we started realizing that carbs were an issue for a lot of people. So we tried keto and we knowing our population as well, truck drivers, the health statistics for truck drivers are so bad. It's almost shocking. I mean, you know how bad the health statistics right. are. If you look at how many people have diabetes, prediabetes, uh, metabolic syndrome, high blood pressure, all the things that go along with it. The numbers are horrendous in trucking. Right. I have read that when it comes to diabetes, you could double the number in trucking over the standard uh, population. Uh, that's almost impossible I wouldn't doubt that at all. imagine. Right. And I wouldn't doubt that at all. And especially looking at, and the truckers that go from town to town to town, how hard is it to find a healthy meal? It's and impossible. Really specifically, unless yeah. you're, yeah, unless you're revisiting places or bringing your own kitchen with you, it's impossible. So, so here's, and now, on top of that, on top of the meal, now you are sitting all day long Correct. in a vehicle instead of being up. So you're not getting exercise. You're getting poor diet. And now it just, it's a Let's, recipe for disaster. And now think about that standard American meal at a restaurant that's high carb. Yes. Now, let's, we'll throw in a couple more things about their lifestyle. You hit on the two big ones. But while they're sitting, yep. they're subjected to vibration all day long. Um, I've trying to, yep. there's some now, studies out there. Vibration all day long is not good for us. Um, we actually right. worked with Bose, the audio company. Bose actually made a truck seat. Did you realize that? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Nobody does. It was such a crazy thing. I actually got invited to go to um, Boston and I got to meet Dr. Amar Bose back then and got to the whole tour, and this was a big, big project for them. They Here's the easiest way for me to describe it. They took their noise-canceling technologies and created a seat that could cancel vibrations. That is amazing, because as you started talking about Bose, I was thinking about that noise-canceling technology, because that this, again, talking medicine for those out there that understand homeopathy is the idea behind homeopathy is like cures like. Right. So treating something with a little bit of something, the same idea with noise canceling, it's sound waves. Sending a sound wave in the opposite direction now yes. cancels it out. And that makes sense that the seat would do the same thing. So there'd be a sound coming out from the direct, from the seat to cancel out the, the road vibrations. It's so That's brilliant. It was it was an incredible project. We worked with them on it for years. Unfortunately, it never made it 
Um, the seat was way too expensive for the market. You know, if you want to go buy a high-end, really custom seat in a truck, you were probably looking at about $3,000. That would would have been top of the line, wow. you know, soft kid glove leather and, you know, everything you could imagine at 3000 When Bose brought out their seat, it was a fairly standard seat. Uh, it wasn't all that comfortable as far as a seat goes. It just had this crazy technology in it, but it was a $6,000 seat. Wow, it's it's amazing. But the technology, and Bose is known for their audio technology and that sound, the noise canceling, and just the quality that they have. So uh, yeah, I, I can see yeah. that. But who's going to pay for the $6,000 seat? That, is, that was the problem. I mean, I yeah. guess... They tried a couple years. We worked with them. We we were their number one retailer. We sold more seats for them than anybody. They managed to get into one of the truck manufacturers, Volvo, but it was a really expensive option. I don't think they sold many of them. They eventually sold right. the, I believe, the patent and the technology to another company. They reached out to us because they knew we were pretty successful at marketing it, and we really weren't able to put anything together. And then the whole thing, I think, just disappeared. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's sometimes it's things like that. It's um, and, we'll, and I'll talk about leading into, you know, silver and copper that we talk about is it's sometimes it's the best kept secret. And it's sometimes it's cost prohibitive or it's knowledge prohibitive that, that people just don't know about it. Or they, they either can't afford it or they don't know about it, which now stops people from improving their health or from moving forward. So how could that, that's something that I love is what are the simple things that you can do at home to improve your health? And from as simple as taking out the garbage from your diet and eating healthy. And that's where we start with our health. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned there's, I have all these thoughts. I should have been writing them down because I'm going to miss them. Um I got a notepad here in front of me that I'm scribbling on. I, I do, too. And for some reason, I was so wrapped up in the conversation, I didn't write them. And I had like three thoughts just fly through my head. One of them, you mentioned that the, the knowledge gap around silver, copper. Um, not only did I have a knowledge gap on this, I had a bias on this. I, I almost looked at silver. I've seen all kinds of uses of colloidal silver. It's kind of snake oilish in a lot of ways. And I, I didn't, I couldn't right. find enough good information on it. And I, I'm pretty leery about stuff. If, I, if I'm not seeing it, you know, being used by several mm-hmm. practitioners, I kind of start to wonder what, why not? You know, maybe we just haven't figured this all out yet. But it, it, do you notice that with the, the silver, mostly, I've never really seen copper used a lot, but the whole colloidal silver thing, does that kind of make sense to you? I think it makes sense to me, and there's a lot of um, there was a lot of negative press around silver, and even around copper too. And uh, just to kind of hit on both of those a little bit is silver got a lot of negative press in I think it was the late '90s, early 2000s, when um, there was this gentleman, uh, Paul Carrison is his name. They called him Papa Smurf. He was using colloidal silver but he was using a homemade colloidal silver and he turned his skin blue. Oh, great. So this is the guy that is the the cautionary tale. And it's one of the myths when it comes to silver is that you'll turn blue when you use silver. I mean, silver has been used for thousands of years. Hippocrates first wrote about silver 
And just it's the standard of care in burn units as silver sulfadiazine. So it's what we use for healing wounds, but it got this bad rep. And then we also talk about like toxic heavy metals and how, but silver is not a, it is a heavy metal, but it's not a toxic heavy metal. You know what's also a heavy metal? Iron, calcium, magnesium are all metals (laughs) that we need in our body on a basis. So we talk about this term heavy metal. And by the way, I'm a heavy metal fan too. So music. So it's, so it's, we talk about heavy metal being a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing. It's used all around, but it's about using it in the right form, the right amount. And that's where kind of we get into it. And we talk about with silver, we talk about the four Ps when you're looking at a silver. You're looking for purity, particle size, parts per million, and positive charge is what you're always looking for in a good silver. And that's what we as a silver manufacturer strive about the safety and the efficacy of our product. Uh, we've actually got a letter from um, Banna Flavin is a uh, worked with the FDA. And we've got a letter from her that we talk to her every year and she kind of renews and edits a little bit, but that she specifically states that Sovereign Silver and Argentin 23 will not cause Argeria. You can take our product maximum dose seven times per day for 70 years and have no chance of getting Argeria. Wow. So I, I think it's mind-blowing about safety and the efficacy. Yeah, and it is. Going back to, again, Paul Kerrison and the blue man, so, is he was, making, he was making his own at home, and he was drinking multiple liters per day, ooh. as well as rubbing it on his skin. <laughs> so he was... Oh, yeah. So not we're talking teaspoon dosages here. So seven teaspoons as a maximum dose, you can definitely go higher as prescribed by your physician, I'll say. Um, but you can definitely use more in the short term. But he was drinking liters and rubbing it on his skin. And it's known silver has photoreactivity. Um, so basically, I compare it to almost like tattooing. And instead of injecting ink under your skin, when you're taking a low-quality silver, the particles conglomerate. You get big clumps that now, as they go through your vessels, they're tattooing you from the inside out. Is They get caught and trapped in your skin. Now you go outside. That silver that's trapped in your skin reacts with the light, and there is your bluing of your skin. But a good quality manufacturer is going to make it small enough that it's not going to get trapped in your skin. And the fourth P that I talked about, the positive charge, is what's important there. Positive charge is what gives it its activity. So now it's active, and also that positive charge, if you got multiple positive charge around, they're going to repel each other. So they don't conglomerate. So that's the, the importance of that fact. And over 98% positive charge particles within our silver. So... I completely trust our product, even at higher dosage, that it is so important about getting that good quality. You you know, that was what kind of convinced me. First off, it was, you know, Dr. Wolfson, so I trusted him. And and in the past, I've tried to do all the research myself, and it's kind of all over the board. And I spent a lot of time on it, and it seemed like the more I read about both of these, copper or silver, the more confused I became. It was like, the more I read, the worse this is becoming. I I just don't know. And then 
Um, I was really happy when I got down to that show and, you know, Dr. Wilson was down there with specifically um, with you and your company. And I sat through the sessions and it all finally started to make sense to me. And something else you just said was always a problem for me. If you go read about these two, you'll read about the dangers of them. It, there's some bad stuff out there. Right. So I was always a little worried. This seems well, so touchy. You know, if we overdose this, is it going to be a real problem? So I, I just, to me, I thought, I know we we could be solving some problems with this. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. And then to hear that this product was so safe and, and the quantities you could safely take really made me feel a whole lot more comfortable with it. Exactly. And one of the things we've mentioned a couple times now is that knowledge. And we used to think that it was lack of knowledge. And lack of knowledge is awful. Is If you don't know, you can't do anything. But I think in today's age, we have too much knowledge, yes. but now it's also disseminating what is correct and what is not correct. And what is the, uh, what's the old, uh, the uh, you tell a lie long enough, loud enough, it becomes truth. Is mm -hmm. there, when Paul Kerrison came out and started talking and everybody saw this blue guy on and, oh, I don't want to turn blue. So suddenly that story got, and he was on the talk show circuit and he right. was all over the place back in the day. Right. And that's what people use silver for instead of, wait a minute, we've been using it for millennia. How about the, uh, the international space station uses it to purify water. We use it in silver, sil silver, silver diazine cream. We use it silver nitrate in infants eyes to stop uh, infections. So why are we so, it's got such a history that we've gotten away from because of one guy or even without, I don't know, without getting too controversial or anything is, you know, big pharma doesn't want something out there that does what it's from. <laughs> no, so, say it not, isn't so. You did, know, it's funny when you were saying. Did I put that in the elephant in the room? Yeah. Is that the elephant in the room that we're talking about? Yeah, it, it was kind of funny when. Yeah. When, when you were talking about that and, you know, you said if you tell a lie long enough, it, it's believable and everybody believes it. And as, when you were saying that, my thought was that is the business model of big pharma. It, that's exactly it is if and and also if you crush the other side of the story by oh, putting yeah. out a false tale, like even and without without again insulting anybody or calling out anything if you go to the mayo clinic's website and i consider the mayo clinic a amazing place for medicine and knowledge and they're a teaching hospital they're a learning hospital but if you go to their website and look up silver they say that there is no known medical uses and there's no benefits to silver but silver is the standard of care in their very own burn center at mayo clinic <laughs> How do they get it's away with silver is silver diazide? How can me you crazy. say that there's no use for silver for using it? And now, how about silver in bed sheets? They're using silver linens to stop bacterial infections. So all of these things combined together just blow me away. That, and we still listen to them as the authority. And you know, we can talk about things that happened over the last three years too. I don't want to get yeah. controversial here at this point, but. But we, uh, Why do we listen to these people's authorities when they contradict themselves so many times? And, I mean, from mm -hmm. 
day one is I go back to anatomy and physiology. How does it work? Why does it work? And when we talk about viruses, we talk about bacteria, go back to the basics. How does the immune system work? Let's not talk about how big pharma works. Let's talk how the body works and treat the body like it needs to be treated is, you know, it's, again, safety and efficacy. How come we can take a pharmaceutical poison that will kill us, but we're afraid of taking too much calcium or afraid of taking too much silver or we're afraid of taking too much, you know, and it, it's mind blowing things that we know are toxic from big pharma that are safe, but we can't take more magnesium or, Oh, drink more water, which is good for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, again, every time you start talking, and I I at least make notes this time because I I get my head around so many different ideas. And by the way, we get uh, we get a little controversial and crazy here on the show. We are in no way politically correct. Um, we'll drag politics Perfect. into this because sometimes we need, in fact, I, I'm going to do that right now. And this is a little off the wall, but it, we were just talking about big pharma and how you said squashing the other side of the story. I, I don't think people realize how much of that goes on. Big pharma spends a gazillion dollars on advertising everywhere. TV, radio, magazines, right. newspapers, trade publications, and they are the 800-pound gorilla in the room that dictates everything. And one of the stories that has been big news in the last couple of days this week, um, and I think there's a different angle to it than what a lot of people may think. So, again, we're, we'll, we're heading off into politics here, but um, Tucker Carlson getting fired at Fox News. No matter what you think of it, whether you liked Tucker or you didn't, um, most people believe it probably was over the Dominion voting stuff because of the big lawsuit that just happened. Fox got sued almost $800 million they have to pay out over this lawsuit. And Tucker was the number one host on their show that pushed that stuff. Right or wrong, They got caught, whatever it was, they had to pay out a bunch of money. And everybody thinks that's why they got rid of Tucker. It may be part of it, but there was also a a week earlier, just about a week or six days, he did a big show on big pharma and all the money they spend. And I was shocked that they even had it on the air. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's one of the things. And if you look at it, it's, it's the cancel culture that we live in too is it big pharma has been doing it for decades and it's, they turn off the other side of the story. And it's, I want to play devil's advocate is I want to look at both sides of the story. I want all of the information, not just to make a decision on part of the information and kind of let's lead it back into nutrition for a minute. Our whole food pyramid is based on part of the information. So the whole standard American diet is based on this guy called Ansel Keys, who created this. His research was all based on something called the 22 country study, but he called it the seven country study. So instead of changing his hypothesis of how we should eat, he threw out two thirds of the information and based everything that we know about, everything we learn about in schools, everything we're talking about in medical schools is all based on 
one third of the information that agreed with what he thought rather than the two thirds that disagreed. That's not science. No, no. And that's, we uh, talk about over the last several years too of believing, oh, it's the science says this. No, science doesn't say anything. Science is a way of thinking. It's a philosophy. It's a method of how to test. You don't just trust it. Is if we trusted the science, the Earth is still flat. Yeah, and it, there are so many things out there that we can't do, and we'd still be riding horses and not driving cars if we trusted the science. We'd never evolve as a society. Science know, the, is all uh, about questioning information. Yeah, and I think again to lead in without again, I'm trying to protect my the company is not. This is Dr. Griffin talking, and not our company talking. Is it is so political that money talks and BS walks is that that is what it comes down to is the, whoever has the it, it's what they call the golden rule he who has the gold makes all the rules yeah yeah and that we're certainly seeing that you know you mentioned Ansel Keys and and we've told the story a thousand times and you know let's Let's stay controversial and political for a little while. You know, one of the worst things you could probably okay. say about a person or, or compare them to somebody, and we see this all the time and it makes me crazy, people compare the, the worst they think to Hitler. And, you know, it gets a little yeah. old and tired after a while. Honestly, though, if you want to do that, just replace Hitler with keys. He did far more damage right. and killed more people and made more people's lives miserable than probably anybody else on the planet, and yet most people have no idea who he is. Right, and nobody's ever heard his name, but he's the one that caused. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it straight out: is he caused the heart issues that we have today by changing yes. the diets? He caused diabetes issues today because he was supported by let's say the sugar industry instead of the health industry and even the food pyramid, not only Ansel Keys work, but it's based on money. Why is dairy so prominent in there? Why are carbohydrates so prominent in there? Well, part of it was carbohydrates were cheap and easy to store. So a lot of this information came out, you know, we're talking after wars, how do we store food? How do we ship food? How do we keep things around to keep people calorically fed, not nutritionally fed. And following the standard American diet today, we have a higher caloric intake than ever before in history, but lower nutrition than ever before in history. Which I, you so know, I try to explain to people, which it's one of the reasons there are several, but it's one of the reasons when you eat the standard American diet, you're just hungry all the time. We have hunger because our body needs nutrition, not calories. We just keep stuffing empty calories in and our body says, look, you can shovel all that crap in you want, but until you put in some nutrition, we're going to keep screaming that we're hungry and we wonder how people end up being 600 pounds. Exactly. And so uh, just a quick example, this is interesting. And I I blame a lot of our health issues today on foods from the 70s and 80s that we started taking out fat and what happens if you take out fat you got to replace it with chemicals or sugar yeah those are the two things you have to do but we took out all the fat which fat is flavor without fat you've got a chemical or sugar it to make it taste decent but if we look at 
an avocado and a Twinkie, okay? So a, a Twinkie, everybody remembers the Twinkie, Hostess Twinkies. Oh, yeah. A single Twinkie is 150 calories, approximately. A medium-sized avocado is 234 calories. So by the 80s and counting calorie diet, which one's the healthier food? The Twinkie is lower calorie than the avocado. So by that thinking, if we're just counting calories, Twinkies are health foods. And but they, they, let me stop you right Twinkie, there. I want to, I want to then, add but, one more yeah. thing to that. Not only yep. will Twinkies win out on that one because of the lower calorie, if Hostess wanted to and they went and paid the money, they could probably get the heart-healthy label for Twinkies. Because it's exactly, and the advertising budget that folks have had. Yeah, that seemed yeah, to be the fat. only they requirement to get a food fat. labeled as heart healthy. The only request, if it's low exactly. enough in fat, we'll call it heart healthy. Forget all the other stuff. Right, and that again goes back to Ansel Keys right. and that fat is bad for us. And the book out there, the Great Cholesterol Myth, yes, is, that was perpetuated by Ansel Keys. Is the cholesterol? I, we can postulate that uh, Ansel Keys is the reason that Eisenhower had, I think it was after Eisenhower had a heart right. attack is when he really started talking and pushing that cholesterol, we don't want fat because it's bad for our cholesterol. We need cholesterol. Cholesterol <laughs> is the backbone of all of our hormones. Yeah. Hey, tell a lie long enough. Tell a lie loud enough, long enough. And again, we mentioned Hitler. That's actually attributed to Hitler. Is It's called the great lie. Yeah. And that's attributed to Hitler. And I think it's been yeah. attributed to uh, so many people. But I believe Hitler is the one that I heard it yeah. uh, hey, credited to. This is all great stuff, but we've got you here, and you're the guy I want to talk to about copper and silver. So a uh, couple things. Perfect. You know, copper, really interesting. I have had... Um, I've had a hot tub most of my adult life. I've moved around a lot, but almost every place where I settle down for a while, I, I end up with a hot tub. I just love that whole, you know, the sauna, hot tub, whole thing. And one of the problems with the hot tub is the maintenance on them. You know, pools are bad enough. I've had yep. pools too, and trying to keep the water nice and clean without using a bunch of chemicals is always my goal. The hot tub is even worse because the water's hot. So bacteria is much more likely to multiply. So maintenance on a hot tub was always an issue. And I've, I've had, you know, top of the line, like salt systems. So I don't have to put in chlorine. The system converts salt to a form of chlorine. Those are awesome. Um, that was a big breakthrough. Yep, it, but by far. So it uses chloride instead of chlorine. Yep. Correct. So chloride ions instead of chlorine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome system. You put salt in the water, and it also, it's just enough salt that it makes the water feel really nice and soft, and it's got a real nice feel. And the, like you said, that form, the chloride, then the sun breaks it down, and the whole thing recycles again. It's a pretty interesting setup. Really cut my maintenance way down. But even bigger than that, I found a copper system. And even with the salt system, if you use it heavily, every once in a while, I would have to shock it with something like chlorine to kind of reset it. And I hated doing that. I just didn't want yep. to put in the, and you know, when you're doing shock, you're talking about cupfuls of chemicals into this hot tub. Instead, I was using a chlorine system that you are a copper system that uses drops of copper 
and I've never seen a hot tub stay so clean. Well, I think that's that's interesting because that's one of the big things that copper traditionally has been used for is its algicidal effects. So uh, copper sulfate is what they put into ponds uh, in order to, if they get an algae bloom, is they put copper sulfate into ponds to help mm-hmm. stop that algae bloom. And that's the same thing you're talking about with the hot tub is algae can grow in the bacteria and the the algicidal activity of copper is absolutely amazing. And like, like he said at the beginning of the show here is that's how we met is through Jack Wolfson. We invited our company, uh, so Sovereign Copper, our product, we invited him to A4M to do a lecture for us talking about the heart benefits of copper. And that led into he and I doing that lecture together at A4M. And then again, us meeting as well too. So copper brought us together, not only keeping your hot tub clean, but uh, taking care of uh, introducing people. Yeah. And so, so many aspects of the, the antifungal and antiparasitic effects that copper has. And kind of interesting, again, jumping back into the kind of controversial a little bit is antiparasitic. It's funny how the antiparasitic drugs are the things that we've talked about in the last couple of years. Yes. And we got away from those. So how much would copper benefit as an antiparasitic with our last three years of history that nobody talked about let's say a nasal wash. Nobody talked about cleansing your nose when you're around people. They jumped right into treating a virus is what about cleansing? What about being a preventative like our silver nasal spray? The silver nasal spray is amazing. I've had people come up to me and swear that they've been healthy over the last three years simply because of our product, the silver. Absolutely. Let, let's make, I want to make something pretty clear though. Um, a lot of people are looking at this like, you know, and we all say it the last three years, you know, 2020 changed the world. But in a lot of ways, we say it as though it's in our rear view mirror. It, and maybe COVID is and right. maybe, you know, those specific issues we've and people are like, oh, boy, tired of that. I'm glad that's over. I, I want to warn people, this is not over. This is just the beginning it's not over. This is this is yeah. our future now. Super bugs, right. weird viruses. Are you going to take the vaccine or aren't you? This is not over, not by any stretch. I think we it, are at the very beginning of this. It's one of the reasons why. I, right. I, not by a, go ahead. Uh, yeah, not by a long shot. It's not over at all. And I think it was just the beginning. And we could even go back even further, like the H1N1 outbreak a few right. years ago, or name, name one. Start with the Spanish flu in you know 1918 and how that was treated. And what else happened in 1918? Same time period. What's going on at that time period? If we look big picture, that's big pharma and Rockefellers yeah. and the whole petrochemical pharmaceutical industry starting at the same time of this other huge outbreak that we keep referring to over the last few years. Oh, the Spanish flu. We did this happened in 1918. What else happened in 1918 right. at the same time? Right. And it all kind of goes together. Once you look at the big picture of all of these pieces. Uh, you know, um, 
Speaking of these kinds of, you know, bugs, viruses, superbugs, this is something I have an app on my phone, uh, you know, that that alerts me to any of these kinds of things happening, you know, an Ebola outbreak somewhere or the one that I've been watching for several years. And it's not really well, it is growing. It's growing pretty slow. Um, and a lot of people have probably never even heard of it, but it's been in the U.S. for probably five or six years now. I've been tracking it ever since. Um, Candida auris is becoming a real uh-huh. problem um, in mostly in like long-term care facilities, nursing homes, hospital wards with with really immune compromised people. Candida auris doesn't seem to be right. very dangerous for somebody that's healthy, but if you're immune compromised, right. the um, I think the death rate on this like sixty percent. If ten people get this, six yeah. of them are going to die. That this is pretty serious. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned, so you know, the silver sheets. One yeah. of the problems they have with Candida auris, it's a fungus, and they can't stop it from growing on these surfaces, on the walls, on the sheets, on the beds. They find it everywhere and they can't get rid of it. And they're looking for new ways. Silver is one of them. Um, they're, they're, I believe I agree with you. Silver is one of those ways. Yeah. They're, and they're, it's, it's kind of interesting because as you talk about Candida auris and think about Candida albicans too, is what right. are these Candidas? They're a fungus. But not only are they a fungus, they're what we call an opportunistic infection. So this again leads back to how about gut health and healing up the gut when you over antibiotic and think about antibiotic resistance and all these bacteria that become antibiotic resistance, we prescribe antibiotics for all kinds of things. But what are antibiotics good for? Bacteria. That's, That's what they treat. Right. Antibiotics. Yeah, why are we why are we giving somebody an antibiotic when they have a viral infection? It's not going to do anything other than kill off the gut. Yes. Now you open it up for opportunistic infections like Candida auris, like Candida albicans. A lot of people, a lot of women after a UTI taking a antibiotic end up with Candida because Sick. you take away the bacteria, it leaves a open home for candida to move right in. I and the same a, thing in nursing homes. I, I have a pretty crazy Those story about that. Uh, a couple of years ago, oh, let's hear it. A, a close neighbor, young, um, fit female, um, very, very active. We live in a part of the world where you do a lot of stuff outdoors. We have more hiking trails than I've ever seen anywhere. Um, very, very outdoor um focused here and and she was into that she was into hiking and camping and rafting and um and she developed a, and they believed it was from sitting in like a kayak being wet constantly she developed a uti they put her on right. massive loads of antibiotics because they just couldn't seem to knock it out and again there might be some bacteria involved here but that's not what's really going on this is a fungus and throughout all of it almost killed her. She had multiple surgeries. She right. ended up with a, a colostomy bag for a while. Um, she ended up quitting her career and she had to move. And uh, it was awful. And it was a one of the forms of candida. I don't remember exactly which one it was, right. but it, it was a form of candida that caused all the issues. 
But then, I, it, like you said, right. they made maybe, it worse by wiping out her immune system with all the antibiotics. Exactly. And uh, oftentimes that's their first line is if you go to a doctor, an allopathic doctor, the first thing they're going to do, you got a little cough, here's an antibiotic. Yeah. You got a sore throat, here's an antibiotic. You got a... Uh, you, you're looking at me funny. Here's an antibiotic. You know, so whatever it is, is they go, they just hand them out like candy, and wonder why we have these superbugs, and why they keep getting. Now we need a stronger antibiotic to kill off a stronger bug. That no longer works. Make a stronger antibiotic, kill off more bugs. Stronger antibiotic, yes. more bugs, and we got this whole cycle going. You know what hasn't become resistant, or what? Still, nothing is resistant to silver. Uh, yeah. So a hydrosol silver, and now, um, and I'm, uh, I'm maybe shouldn't I, I shouldn't go here, but I think I'm going to. Is we just worked closely with the University of Florida and a study that they did with silver and amino glycoside antibiotics, and we showed that. Oh, silver improves the beneficial the benefits of the aminoglycoside antibiotics. But was it did it improve the antibiotics or was silver doing the work? That's the study that I'd like to see. Oh, and yeah. that's the study that big pharma doesn't want you to see. Right. Yeah. Is, yeah. There's a lot of people right now doing research on adding silver or silver coating antibiotics. It's not about the silver coating, or it's not about the antibiotic. It's yeah. the silver coating. Right. Maybe now at that point, the antibiotics are just along for the ride, and they're not even doing anything. Right. You know exactly. what I find? And that, that, that's the point that I'm... You know what I find really ironic about antibiotics? If we look at most classes of drugs, we're going to go back to something we were talking about earlier. Almost all the drugs, a lot of the big popular drugs are just there to cover up symptoms. That's pretty common. Most lines of okay. drugs really just address symptoms. Antibiotics were one of the That's exactly few it. classes of drugs that actually do work on the root cause of the problem, and we abused them so bad they're almost worthless now. Right, and I think that's the point there is we abuse them. It's, it's not that antibiotics are bad. Right. Antibiotics are amazing. Antibiotics cured a lot of diseases, but we are now just handing them out willy-nilly and for everything. And it, it's one of the early classes is you learn about antibiotics treat bacteria. Antibiotics don't treat viruses. Why do we give it for a cold, which is a virus, or any cough or any sore throat? If, right. if, you've got, if you test positive strep throat, use an antibiotic. It's a bacteria. Antibiotics are going to take care of it. But why not try Gargling with salt water. Most bacteria can't live in a salty environment. Why not try silver? Before we jump to the big guns, the antibiotic, look at that word for a minute too. Antibiotic literally means against life. <laughs> That's a good point. Silver is, right. yeah. And I, I, I like words, so I often go back to the just basic, simple words. Think about it. It's an antibiotic. It does what it says. It kills life. Not only the bacteria, but now it wrecks your immune system it wrecks your microbiome because we could get into a whole conversation this is can go on for hours about the microbiome and what we're finding out in the last couple of years uh, and the gut brain access 
how many, so for every one message that your brain is sending to your gut or to your body, seven to nine messages are coming back to our brain from the bacteria, from our microbiome, is we are pretty much a house for bacteria. We have more bacteria in our body than cells in our body. We are more bacteria than we are human, which is an amazing, when you really start looking at this, is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. You know, I've seen this statistic stated two different ways. One, if remember if I can get this right, if we use like cell count based on, you know, bacteria or our human cells, I think we're like, there. there's actually a book I read about this called 10% Human. So I think if we use cell count, it's like we're, we only have 10% of our true human cells and 90% of other living things, bacteria, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I read another right. something somewhere that said, if you were to do this based on DNA, that 99% of the DNA we could test in our body is actually not human. And only 1% of our DNA is yeah. human. I couldn't get my head around that. Yeah, that, that's mind-blowing. So um, how about the, let's talk about the, <laughs> we're, we're going all over the place here, the Human Genome Project, where yes. they looked and they actually our DNA, and they we mapped the entire human DNA, and we found that there, my numbers are going to be off, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but we as humans have about 25,000 hey, hey, uh, copies of the DNA about this. You know how I always remember it's this? Uh -huh. It's actually 20, right around 23, um, and I always remember okay. it by the DNA company, 23. Yep, which is based on 23 pairs of chromosomes. Right. Yeah, you know the... Yeah, the, so it's about 20... Yeah, and I probably know where you're going with this. I'm going to steal your thunder <laughs> because I think this is fascinating too. We We thought that we would have been crazy complicated with all this wild DNA sequences, and it turns out there are earthworms that have more um, pairs than we do. Earthworms. Exactly. Earthworms. And now even the bacteria have more DNA sequencing than humans. <laughs> right. So, and that's where we get into that 10%, that 90% thing is we are such simple beings that it's very difficult to, uh, it, yeah, it's just mind blowing is 23 chromosomes. The earthworm has more than us. The bacteria has more than us. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. No doubt. All right. So um, we're coming towards the end of our time here, and I know we have to get you back to your day. Let's focus um, at the end here on the immune system. Um, really, really critical right now for a lot of the reasons we just talked about. There's superbugs around. This is not going away. This is going to get worse. Um, the other thing I, I'm going to talk about, because I talk about it a lot, and I, I actually have a very personal story right now that unfortunately I can't tell. Um, somebody close to me. Um, have you followed any of the, you know, died suddenly, sudden death kind of things going on around the world? 
I think anybody that hasn't followed that is uh, has been living under a rock. Yeah. There's so many of these died suddenly. Yeah, so, so what, we know there, there's that what's one the commonality? And, uh, you know, it, it, it seems pretty clear to me the only thing that changed big enough to cause this, it wasn't COVID itself, it's the vaccine. I, I completely believe it. Um, but here's the other thing a lot of people don't realize about the vaccine and what's going on. One, we know that died suddenly, the heart issues, the athletes, all of that. That's getting a lot of press. What isn't, well, not as much as it should be, but it, it's getting some press. So like you said, people are seeing it. But the other issue that I'm hearing from doctors, and, and now I've got personal stories of it, this explosion of new cancers and and people with no history of cancer whatsoever, all of a sudden is the day it's diagnosed, they're at stage four. That never used to happen. That's happening a lot. I have a, like I said, somebody very close to me right now um, was just diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer out of the blue. And they're basically telling um, if you do nothing, you have about three months to live. If you follow our treatment, you might make it a year. The What people don't understand, and this is new knowledge, that our immune system plays a huge role in cancer. We've never really talked about that, that, you know, we get cancerous. Every one of us has cancerous cells in our body right now. We have cells that kind of go rogue, but our immune system takes care of them. And if we have a strong, healthy immune system, we wouldn't, it would never get to the point of being cancer. Just like our immune system attacks every other disease state, it, it, it is what helps us not get cancer or beat cancer if we do get it. And and that's not talked about much. Most people don't realize that. And it seems pretty obvious that if these weird cancers are just exploding, it's because something has compromised our immune system. What could that something be? Right. And why not connect the dots? And what's interesting is you're mentioning these cancers. What they're actually finding is they're seeing that spike protein in these cancer cells. Yes. And go to the, let's go to the definition of cancer for a minute. Is we, we talk about cancer now, and anybody listening here is going to hear cancer, and we think about this big disease. But let's go back to, again, I like words. Let's go back to cancer. What is cancer? Is Cancer is just abnormal cell growth. It's uncontrolled cell growth. Instead of a uh, a cell that is no longer healthy dying off or our body attacking it like it should, it's a cell that just keeps growing and keeps multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And that's what becomes the cancerous tumor. But those cancers are now just something got shut off and now they're growing uncontrollably. But our immune system, and you mentioned it too, is I, I said this, I used to teach, uh, I taught for four and a half years, and I would tell my students all the time is, you all have cancer right now. We all have abnormal cells that are growing uncontrollably, but our normal immune system recognizes it as foreign and goes and takes care of it. Support the immune system to treat the cancer. Let's look at big pharma. How do they treat cancer? weaken the immune system to kill the cancer, but you're also killing off your normal healthy cells. How can the body do its job to fight cancer when you're weakening it 
while trying to kill off this cancer. Exactly. Why aren't we supporting the body natural? And look at even like Gerson therapies that aren't allowed in the United States is there are Gerson clinics all over the world treating cancer, but the United States, because we can't cure cancer according to the FDA, according to the WHO. So, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. And again, not getting too controversial. And this is Dr. Griffin talking, not the company talking. Absolutely. But so let's kind of finish up because I, I do think it is critical. You know, most of the people listening to us right now have have heard so much about diet and lifestyle from us for 10 years. They've either made all the changes and most of them have and we get all the same results everybody else does or they've just decided they're not going to make these changes. And I, I don't know what I could do to to get through to those kind of people. But so we don't spend too much time on, you know, the basics of diet and all that. We've got that pretty well down. Um, I, I'm working on several other things now. I've been doing a lot on stress, but but really now starting to focus primarily on the immune system and some more detoxing protocols and, and really focusing on keeping that immune system strong because of everything that's going on. And like I said, it's not going to end. It's just the beginning. Um, every day they're talking about some new outbreak and virus, and this is not going away. Keeping a strong immune system is going to be really important. Um, what products, um, you know, you've got some daily stuff. T- tell us about how we would use your products to keep our immune system healthy. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's a great lead in there is keeping the immune system healthy is on a daily basis is taking a little bit of silver daily. So a teaspoon of silver on a daily basis is amazing. And where a lot of like we talked about antibiotics and we talked about different things, silver doesn't kill off necessarily the normal cells. It accelerates the maturity and activation of white blood cells to help control inflammation. It is supporting the body's natural immune system. So it's not about it's just killing things. It's supporting the body's natural immune system. So again, a a teaspoon daily or when you're not feeling well, going up to three teaspoons, four teaspoons. Um, I travel a lot with work. The nasal spray is amazing. I do it days before I travel. I do it before I get on an airplane. I do it when I'm on the airplane. I do it after I get off the airplane because, again, I'm trying to clean out my nasal passages to um, just get rid of anything that I might have been exposed to. But now that silver is also has those antimicrobial effects, so the antibacterial. And like, for instance, the sinus spray, if you're using the sinus spray and you feel a little bit of a burning sensation, that's actually a potassium burn. So that means that you have bacteria in your nose that are dying off. So when silver lyses the cell wall of the bacteria, it releases its contents, which are high in potassium. So anytime I spray my nose and I feel that burn, I know that it's doing its job and I know that I've been exposed to something. Now, it also has virostatic properties. So it's not necessarily a virucidal, but it is virostatic. It stops viruses from replicating. So by doing this, it attaches to the outer layer and coats it so that it can't replicate, it can't attach to a host to now inject its RNA, DNA. And in the long term, now it stops it from replicating, it becomes virucidal. And then we also talked about the 
fungicidal properties, silver loves sulfur. Most funguses have sulfur in their cell walls. Silver binds to sulfur and tears apart those cell walls. And that's how silver can be fungicidal. So, so important there. And then not only doing that, but our gut health protocol, I think, is very important that I can talk to people about. 70 to 80% of your immune system lies in your gut. Again, it's those bacteria talking to our entire body. 70 to 80% of our health is because of our gut. So, now, taking one ounce, one ounce of silver mixed with one ounce of aloe three times per day, so before each meal, 30 to 45 minutes before each meal, taking it three times, and then a really good quality probiotic in the evening. Think about in the evening, rest and digest that parasympathetic activity. I also add in there rest, digest, and heal. That's when we do our healing. We do the repopulating of our gut. So the silver is being beneficial to killing off those negative pathogenic bacteria. Again, that positively charged silver is drawn to those pathogenic bacteria that have a slight negative charge in their biofilm or their cell walls. And that's what makes silver so effective. And again, support the immune system long-term, but support the daily immune system by taking a little bit daily. And uh, so Kevin, I like to tell people when I'm talking about health, one of the things I say all the time is, when is the best time to plant a tree? And people look at me and I get all kinds of questions and most people are like, oh, in the spring. I'm like, no, yeah, it's a good time to plant a tree, but the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. <laughs> you want a big, full-grown tree, not a little sapling. Got it. When's the second best time? When's the second best time to plant a tree? Now. Right now. <laughs> we can't do it yesterday. And don't wait till tomorrow. Do it right now. So, Kevin, when's the best time to take care of health? Now. 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when's the second best time? Right now, don't start the diet tomorrow. Don't eat healthier tomorrow. Eat healthier today. And now I also tell people, be better tomorrow. I don't expect you to be perfect. I can tell you the perfect diet, but nobody's going to like it. Nobody's going to listen to it. Be better tomorrow than you were today. If you did five minutes of exercise today, do six minutes tomorrow. You know, Absolutely. it's that be better tomorrow than you were today is what I like to tell people. And when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Take care of yourself you know, 20 I, years ago for your health today. I, I love your gut protocol. We have two really high quality um, probiotics, one spore based. So we're, we're happy with those. I just had a night. We do a lot of kits. You know, we do digestive kits. We do stress yep. kits. It, it just, you know, I hate to use this analogy, but it's kind of like the, you know, ordering at a fast food restaurant. You know, we used to have to tell them we want this sandwich and those fries and that side and that drink. And now we just go up and order the number seven. It's just easy. Yeah, so, we just want the number seven. Yeah, it's we, easier for everybody. We've kind of done that with, with our supplements. Because you know there are lots of supplements that work well together. They're very symbiotic. And so we kind of put kits together for specific things to, to make it easy to understand. You don't have to try to piece things together and remember six different supplements. Um, I, I just had a thought that I think a great kit would be that silver protocol you just talked about with our two probiotics. 
That would be perfect. And then they'll throw in a good aloe if you've got an aloe company that you work with. Oh, throw that we'll in go there. look for one. Any recommendations? Yeah, go for a good aloe. Um, because we don't make aloe, I don't recommend any specifics. Okay. Um, one, you know, is I, I like a lot of different aloe. I always just say good quality organic aloe. Um, I have used, um, was it Lily of the Desert I've used in the past? Um, there is a few different companies out there making it. Um, but organic is always going to be the best. I also don't recommend a specific probiotic to everybody because I think I personally like changing up my probiotic is yep, think do. about the company that's making these. They're often using the same strain. Even if it's the same bacteria, I want a different strain. So is getting a, you know, lactobacillus acidophilus, which is a really common one, instead of using one company, you're getting, and this goes into, we can talk about our food here too, monoculture cropping in our food. We don't have so much have food allergies, but we have allergies to a specific genetic line that everything has become. Same thing with probiotics is you want to change them up and get different species. Um, so not only species, but different strains of that same species to promote health. So I always recommend changing up companies and changing up um, the type of bacteria, the probiotics that you're using. And now there's so much research coming out with the postbiotics and now psychobiotics that I'm just not up on, up enough on it to talk about, but it's, it's fascinating all the information that's coming out today. I, I agree. And, and we do the same thing on probiotic. And the other thing about probiotics, I'll say, is we always promote probiotics through your food first. You know, earlier, way, way exactly. back at the beginning of this, we were talking about drivers and you talked about the food desert and, you know, what are they going to do? They have tiny little refrigerators in their trucks. Sometimes a lot of trucks don't even have that. No freezer space at all. So what we've done is we've taught our tribe how to pressure can meats and full meals so they can now take, you know, they can buy the best quality regenerative meat, get it from wherever you want, pressure can it yourself at home. You can now take it on the truck with you, no refrigeration. You can carry pints of meat. It's easy to store, no refrigeration, the best quality. You control all the ingredients. And then we taught them how to ferment vegetables. Again, now they're shelf stable. You can take them in the truck with you for weeks at a time. No refrigeration needed. And so now they're eating good, high quality meat and fermented vegetables on the road. That's amazing. And that's incredible. And that's what I think more people need to understand things like sauerkraut and kimchi. And I, I don't even want to say most people jump right onto yogurt, but most yogurt, commercially available yogurt, is pasteurized. Now you're eating dead bacteria. They might have been beneficial, but now they're dead. The, we did a whole series on yogurt. We brought in um, Dr. Davis from Wheat Belly, um, is, has got an incredible program around yogurt. We're talking about probiotics. I love what he's doing. So we learned a lot through him. Right. Commercial yogurts are only cultured for about four hours. That's it. And right. the typical so rate of culturing is the bacteria will double. Was it every two hours? I think it doubles every two hours. So if they're doing a four hour culture, they get one, maybe two doublings of bacteria. And, the, and when it comes to probiotics, the, the dose is important. 
We need to get a lot. Right. These and- numbers need to be big into the trillions to make this really effective. And commercial yogurt just doesn't have those kind of bacteria counts, even if it's not pasteurized. They still don't even come close. Exactly. And- so what what Dr. Davis right. has been doing is isolating specific bacteria. Like he, his first one was a very specific strain of L. ruteri. And the evidence shows that it increases testosterone levels and oxytocin levels. Now, look around our country. We need a whole lot more testosterone and oxytocin. Wouldn't you agree? Everybody needs more oxytocin completely. Testosterone and oxytocin. And I think that's one of the things we can even talk about. And again, controversial type topics, the whole movement and I don't want to talk against movement, but the whole LGBTQ and all the other, I is a lot of it is the decrease of testosterone from our food. It makes total sense. Let's look at, let's look at Monsanto and GMOs is most, uh, we're killing bacteria. We're killing bugs. We're killing insects or insecticides most of them are endocrine disruptors. So we're now killing off our endocrine system. We're decreasing testosterone. We're seeing more hormonal issues in women. We're seeing fertility issues more than ever before because of our food sources. And all of these, think about if you are, if a little bit of endocrine disruptor is killing these bugs and we're eating it repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly, how is it going to affect us? It's got to affect us. So our testosterone levels are bottoming out. Estrogen and progesterone levels in women, in men, are changing. Yep. The feminizing of men are demasculating even. And we talk about like this toxic, the toxic masculinity, but it, it's not toxic. It, we need both species in order to survive. You know, we need male and female. You know, here's something yeah. else. We we talk about this toxic masculinity, but but we're also talking about another hormone along with that testosterone. I, I believe that oxytocin balances out that masculinity and makes it non-toxic. I, I get it. You can get aggressive well, males. Yeah. You look at bodybuilders taking um, steroids and there's a there's roid rage. That's what they call it. I get that. Too much testosterone could be a problem, too. So we we don't want that. We want a balance. And I believe oxytocin is one of those balancing hormones. It takes that that masculine drive and uses it to protect. That's how this is supposed to work. Right. That's how we work as species. That if you look at any animal species, that's how they work. There's a male species that protects and hunts. There's a female species that is taking care of the children. Yeah. And not that, you know, I don't want to get into that as, you know, as a topic, but in, in the world, that's how the circle of life works. That's just how it works. And this demasculating and taking away the testosterone, you mentioned the word balance. And I think that's one thing that I always hit on when I'm talking to people. It's not about too, too much or too little of anything can be bad. Let's talk about water, for instance. You can die from dehydration, but you can also die from hyperhidrosis. Too much water takes away everything else. So everything can cause damage in the wrong form or the wrong amount. So that's where I think we really need to look at 
Again, these endocrine disruptors are causing a lot of problems in society. Okay, so uh, again, I, I know we got to let you get on, but I, I want to touch on one more thing. We talked about the immune system. We focused really on silver, that daily silver. You can even, you know, take some extra Perfect. doses when you're not feeling good. I love that. Love the silver and the probiotics as a gut protocol. So we're going to work on that. Um, let's finish. Andy Allo. What's that? Uh, Andy Allo. Don't forget the Allo. Silver, Allo, uh, and that's probiotics. Right. There. Perfect. Yep. Um, yep. let's finish up with copper, but where does copper come in? What, what should we be looking at copper for right now? So copper is amazing. And the fact that copper is an essential trace mineral, I think is really important that, um, and why do we need to supplement with copper? Because we've gotten away from our, our diet has changed. Like, um, how many people out there eat organ meats, oysters, shellfish, whole grains, enough leafy greens, shiitake mushrooms, nuts, dark chocolate, bee pollen on a daily basis? Our ancestors ate a lot of organ meats. They were getting copper in our diets. All those things I mentioned were where we got copper in our diet. The average American, I mentioned leafy greens, less than 10% of Americans get the amount of vegetables that they need on a daily basis. So not only are we not getting enough in our foods, but we have decreasing copper levels in the foods that we have. So there's a study showing that not only other minerals, but copper being one of the most depleted minerals in our food source uh, by as much as 70 to 80% of copper has been depleted from our foods. So even if you are eating vegetables, you're getting 70 to 80% less than our ancestors did. And now of that, that we're getting less in our foods, we're only getting, we're only absorbing about 30 to 40% of that copper. So we have such a reduced amount and think about things that are copper deficiency. We're talking malnutrition, high zinc intake. We've been taking all kinds of high zinc over the last year to support our immune system. Deficiency symptoms, inflammation, fatigue, muscle weakness, brittle bones, memory loss, all things that we have and are prevalent throughout society today. So now by adding essential trace mineral, copper, it helps to it helps the body to facilitate the use of iron. So you talk about iron, um, people being low in iron and anemia, it's not that we have a iron deficiency, we actually have iron dysfunction because we don't have enough copper in our body to now transport but, that. Let me jump in there real quick. Um, that makes sense on on low iron. Makes total sense. Um, yep. One of the things we deal with with males, and you're aware of this, is high iron. It, does copper help this at yep. all? So people that have high iron are because, again, everything is iron fortified. So now copper helps to mobilize those iron stores. And I, I try again, I think about it in simple terms too. Think about iron. If you've got iron just sitting out in the world somewhere and it comes in contact with oxygen, what is that? Rust. That's rust. Yes. Right? That's damage. That's oxidative damage. That's happening every day in our bodies. We have all this iron. We have all this oxygen going around there. But now if we've got iron being stored in our bodies, it's going into our muscles, it's going into our tissues, it's not being mobilized and used like it should be. Now we have in inflammation, 
we have if we have too much copper. Ceruloplasmin is one of the copper uh, cuproenzymes. We need copper to make ceruloplasmin, which now works to mobilize the iron and transport copper throughout the body. So now if you've got high iron, copper helps to mobilize it so that we can not only use it, but also get rid of what we don't need. So very important, again, all those enzymes, without getting too deep into enzymes. So think about uh, iron support. So iron transportation, think about oxygenating the blood and the red blood cells. We need iron, but we need copper to mobilize the iron to make the iron actually work. So it's very important for red blood cells, very important for oxygenation, very important. Copper in the right form, let's say a copper one and copper two. By the way, we are the only supplement out there that has both forms of, co of copper, the copper one and copper two. So now our body uses both copper one and copper two. We need both forms. So by taking it in our form, you're getting it directly the type that the body needs. And this is where we get into bioavailable and what we can use. So our bioavailable copper also helps to mobilize your stores of copper to get rid of the wrong forms or if we have too much of things. So we're now mobilizing copper that we don't need or mobilizing iron that we don't need, and now we can eliminate it. So it's, again, it's we, we talk about our copper as a four-in-one formula. It supports healthy bone and joints. So we're talking about protein linking in healthy bone and joints. Think about hair, skin, and nails. Everybody talks about collagen being important, but without copper and something called lysyl oxidase is how we now cross-link proteins within our collagen. So it's very important for strong hair and nails. So think about bone and joint health, hair, skin, and nails, cardiovascular health, and now energy and metabolism as well. Copper and magnesium work together in complex four of the mitochondria to make energy, ATP. Without copper, we're not making enough energy. So we have over 14 cuproenzyme pathways in the body that without enough copper, again, we've been taking all kinds of zinc over the last few years. Everybody was talking about zinc to support the immune system. We've now depleted our copper because zinc and copper work against each other. They get so, zinc, high zinc uses up our copper. So, you know, with, so very with our limited knowledge on, on that issue, um, we did bring in a product because we saw people overdoing the zinc and we said, wait a minute, you need copper and now we've got to have balance and all this. So um, Bulletproof actually made a pretty nice zinc with copper. But once I learned more about copper, I understand that that isn't really the way we want to do it. It looked like a good product. The idea was right. But the more I learned about copper right. and, and the difference between your copper. And so I, we're probably going to drop that product out of our store now, now that I understand this better. That was our attempt. We knew that was an issue. Um, now that I understand copper so much more, um, we'll probably make that change in the store. So here's why I kind of want to wrap this up. Um, our listeners know as much as we talk about supplements and we have them in our store and we sell them and we use them all the time, I'm not a fan. I, I wish I could live the rest of my life without taking a single supplement, but I can't. I, I've come to the conclusion I just can't. Our, our world's a mess. Our food system's a mess. Our environment's a mess. And we need help. 
is as hard as I work to eat the absolute best diet I can, the quality, everything about it. I grow a huge garden every year, so I control that part of my food supply. No matter how hard I try, I've come to the realization I have to supplement. As much as I hate it, I have to. Um, but we want to make sure that I'm, I want to make sure I'm only taking the supplements I absolutely need and there's, there is a benefit from them. Um, one we came up with, it, it just, I can't be healthy without supplementing a couple of forms of magnesium. I, no matter how well I eat, I just can't seem to get enough magnesium. The symptoms show up. I supplement the magnesium. They go away. So I've just kind of figured I'm going to be supplementing magnesium the rest of my life. And, and we have a couple products we like for that. Um, I'm now adding both silver and copper. I, I think this is another area where I'm not getting enough of these in the diet at all, probably not even close. And this is a nice, easy way to supplement. But I have a question for you. I am yeah. horrible at taking supplements. I forget. I, I I just don't do it. I realize it's been a week since I've taken it. Sometimes that's almost worse than not taking them at all, you know, not being consistent with them. And I just know it. It's me. I've tried every trick. The one trick that works is if I can put a supplement into my morning coffee, because we have this whole recipe you know, we do the butter and the coconut oil, the fatty coffee. I love starting my day that way. I put a magnesium supplement in there. Sometimes I put some collagen in there. We put vitamin D in there because there's another one I know I'll have to supplement the rest of my life is vitamin D. And if I can do that, then I'll never forget it. It happens every morning. Can I put silver and copper in my coffee? Is it going to bother anything? I would be. I don't think it's going it, to, it won't bother a thing is it, that's the way that you need to do it to get it in. Definitely. That teaspoon of copper, that table, or pardon me, the tablespoon of copper, the teaspoon of silver. Um, I like doing it and holding it in your mouth and think about even savoring coffee. You're going to hold it in your mouth, savor that you don't just drink it down. You're holding it in your mouth. You're drinking it. That's where you get the best absorption too, is the mucosal associated lymph tissue in your mouth. That's where our silver and copper begins absorption. Getting it into the lymphs, getting it into the circulation is where it starts. And heat does not bother copper or silver. So adding it to the coffee, I definitely see. Again, if you don't take it, it's not going to help you. Exactly. So take it in your coffee. Yeah. That's the way you do it. And I've read um, a couple of books about people adding in and doing different forms. And this is where I believe is it's all about the form that you use. And ours is so absorbable that you're going to just absorb it no matter how you take it. I believe it's best taken just, you know, swished in the mouth and swallowed, but taking it in the coffee and getting it this just systemically so you start absorbing it is definitely a great way to get it in. And it becomes part of your habit is I just add it to my coffee. I don't forget it that way because I'm the same way as – Give her, give me something to take three times a day, and there's no way it's going to happen. No I way. always miss that lunch dose. Right. Busy. There's no way I can take it. Right. Give me a morning and a night. I, I If it's next to my sink, if it's next, I set things in the bathroom. So I get up. And I, I use the bathroom when I get up in the morning. I use the bathroom before I go to bed. It's right there. I set them in my bathroom. I know where they are. It's part of my routine. Uh, and uh, I've always heard if you do something was it 40 days? If right. you can do something for 40 days, it becomes a habit. It sticks. So, yeah. Is, yeah. Well, so and, yeah, along so with that. I, I have the problem taking things 
I have the problem taking things when I'm traveling yes. because I'm out of my normal routine. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so my hack around that, like I said, I have the morning coffee. So any supplement I can put into that coffee, I do. Cause then I know I'll take it every day. So then I said, well, there are some things that, that are better taken at night or things that I do need to take twice a day. So, um, I created a nighttime drink. It's a, uh, it's from four sigmatic. Okay. It's a mushroom cacao. It's got some reishi mushroom awesome. in it for, you know, chilling out and relaxing with the reishi. And it's a cacao base, so it tastes amazing. And it's this rich chocolatey. And I'll throw some butter, some heavy cream in there. And, and then I have another vehicle for my evening supplements, and I won't forget them. Right. And that's perfect. It's, it's that ritual of doing the morning coffee, the evening mushroom drink, and getting all the benefits and it's a great way and that's part of it is the ritual of doing something like think about like a, the japanese tea rituals it wasn't about the tea it was about the ritual of doing it that made it so powerful so it's doing something and again consistently and i'm going to throw something at you here quick really at the end and i really need to write my book but i call it the abcs is i talk about with people is abcs so the first one is accountability is my A, is you have to be accountable for your own health. The only person you're accountable, you don't have to lie to your doctor. You have to be accountable to you. You need to keep track of what you do, what you eat, what, how you take care of yourself. My B is balance. It's really about balance. I am not perfect, nor do I strive to be. I want to live my life, but I want to be healthy. But it's all about being healthy most of the time, so maybe you can enjoy that one thing, whatever your vice is, occasionally. And again, moderation there with the balance. And then the last one is C, and there it is, consistency. Yes. So by putting it in your coffee, by putting it in your mushroom drink at night, so accountability, balance, and consistency are so important to any health, healthy change or healthy lifestyle. And like I jump on the accountability, the consistency, I, I, I like to throw Oprah under the bus here is Oprah Winfrey for years. We had fat Oprah. We had skinny Oprah. We had fat Oprah. We had skinny Oprah. <laughs> she did a diet. He did a bad diet for a short time. It did what it was supposed to. But as soon as she went back to her habits, to her lifestyle, she gained weight back. It's about, I hate the word diet because we think about diet as a short term thing. Right. Diet is how we eat, what we eat not a short-term weight loss. Correct. A fad is changing for a short time, but we need to change how we think about food. We need to change how we talk about food. Uh, so it's very important. And it's really consistency is so key to everything we do. And I actually just had a conversation this morning with somebody and I find it mind-blowing is think about New Year's resolutions. Everybody's really good for that first week or two and then they fall off the wagon. You can't expect to fix everything you did in 40 or 50 years in a week's <laughs> worth of eating healthy. Yeah. yeah. And then people exercise, people exercise and they're upset because, oh, I gained weight. Well, muscle weighs more than fat. Most people yes. gain weight when they first start exercise. And really, diet and exercise go together, and most people got them backwards. 80-20. 80% of losing weight of being healthy is all about your diet. Absolutely. 20% is that exercise. Yeah, we've so we proven really so many times it. over and over and over with people and myself and, and you know, 
diet alone gets us with, for most people, diet alone gets you within about 10 or 15 pounds of your ideal weight, really does. Um, and then it might be that exercise that gets you that last uh, percentage. I tend to talk about uh, exercise and I don't even like to use that word much anymore. I just say activity and movement and, you know, nobody wants to go to the gym and spend 40 minutes on an elliptical. Come on. I used to own a gym. Now I wouldn't step a foot inside one. Nature should be your gym. Right. Just get outside and be more active. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, I love that. Add that a hundred percent is I don't go to a gym and I'm busy. I don't have 20 minutes to drive to the gym, exactly. 10 minutes to get changed, yeah. an hour to work out, 10 minutes to shower, 10 minutes to drive home. I, I love a book. Um, the guy's name is Mark Lauren. If you haven't heard of this guy, Mark Lauren, and his book is called You Are Your Own Gym. And it is, he's a former Navy SEAL that came up with this protocol. And it's amazing that right. it's all things that I can do right here at my office and is I don't have to go to a gym, and, exactly. but I can still exercise or I yeah. can still be active. Yeah, you know, I mentioned I live here in the Columbia River Gorge, and it's all about the outdoors and outdoor activities. And and we are the um, kiteboarding, windsurfing capital of the world right here, right in front of my house. Um, We've got crazy winds. This is where kiteboarding was invented. Windsurfing might have been, I'm not sure. Kiteboarding definitely was. And the new sport out here now that I just took up at the end of last season, I'm still trying to learn, is called wing foiling. Um, you don't use a kite anymore. You just use a wing that you can hold in your hands. So no string up to a big kite. You hold this wing in your hand and the foil is on the board. It's this foil that's underwater. So the board actually elevates out of the water and you ride on this foil that's underwater. So what it does is it takes away all the chop and the rough water and the spray and you're, you're up, the board's not touching the water anymore. So it's just this incredible okay. smooth ride and it, it's just a, it's a great sport. But the, the reason I brought it up is I, wind is, is everything. You got to have the right wind conditions and we normally do here in the gorge, but they change constantly. I follow a, a woman who her whole blog is called The Gorge is My Gym. And she, you know, she reports on all the wind conditions, the snow conditions up on Mount Hood because Mount Hood's right here. Uh, so it's kind of cool that this part of the world is really all about outdoor activity. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I, I'd, heard, I'd seen that, but I didn't know what they were called, the, the wind foil. And, so this, uh, but I, I actually lived up in that area for a while, too, and I loved it up there. It was beautiful. Yeah, this idea behind the foil has kind of taken off everything on the water. Surfers are now using foils on their surfboards. So the surfboard isn't touching the water anymore. They come up out of the water on the foil, and they're using the same wing that I'm using out here on the river, and they never have to paddle back out. They use the wing to take them back out. That's incredible. Yeah. And you you mentioned the gym thing, too, is like, I I, I feel like if I go to a gym, I always feel like I'm a gerbil in a wheel. Exactly. I'm a human being, and I want to do, I want to be, and actually, I say I'm not a human being, I'm a human doing. I want to go out and do things. 
I want to go out and work in my garden. I want to go out and walk around in nature. I want to go out and hike. I want to go out and surf. I want to go out and swim. I don't want to just be in a building and walking around. Where are you going? Well, I'm going up the stairs. <laughs> why, do, why not go and walk up the stairs? Yeah, instead of just walking up fake stairs while you're watching the news channel in a gym. Exactly. Go outside. Hike yeah. a hill. Hike yeah. a mountain. That's where you're going to get your exercise. Yep. Well, if you ever get back up this way, come on over and and stop in and I'll show you my garden, which my neighbors are starting to call a mini farm. uh, And we'll go hiking the gorge. Perfect. I'd love that. That'd be amazing. And uh, I guess we're finishing up here. I'd like to, you know, throw in that we talked about food, we talked about exercise, but go back to our, uh, the great teacher Hippocrates let your food be your medicine, your medicine be your food. And I think we can add to that is let your work be your exercise and your exercise be your work. Is do the things you're working in nature and you're out in nature and make the things you enjoy the exercise. Excellent. So very yeah. important to get that, that exercise and that food. So we are excited about our new partnership with Sovereign and and you and everything about it. And, you know, Jack Wolfson's a big part of this. I have to thank him for that. Um, When we have a new partnership like this, we're bringing new products into the store. We always like to run a special in the beginning, um, kind of give people a chance to go try this, see how they like it. Um, After hearing a lot of what you talked about today, I think Lisa just nailed the special. So here's what we're offering. Um, by $50 worth of any of the Sovereign products we have in the store, we have all the good stuff, and we're going to give you, you'll like this one, uh, the travel size of the Silver Spray. You talked about that. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I love that travel size spray. I use it everywhere. It's in my to-go bag that every time I'm flying goes with me, and I use it repeatedly. So. Love those travel sizes. Yeah, so that's the special. Head on over to the website, letstruck.com. Um, get stocked up or just try it. See what you think. You're, you're going to notice a difference when you start using these products daily. Um, I, I'm convinced now that this is another one of those things we just can't get enough of in our diet, no matter how strict we are. I've tried. It doesn't work. It, this is one we're just going to have to supplement. So I'm glad We've got the best products. We've got a good protocol for them. We've got great ideas on how to use them every day. So, uh, um, Dr. Griffin, thank you so much for joining us today and educating us. Perfect. Kevin, thank you for having us. Um, uh, one, again, one natural beauty, Before I let you Perfect, go, go ahead. Um, I am probably the worst co-host in the world. I never stop talking. Lauren, <laughs> jump in. I'm sorry. I do have a time. Real quick, I have I have two questions for you. The first question is, um, I have a dog that has uh, hot spots currently and we cannot get to the bottom of it. And I know that you sell the gel, but I have some um, spray here that um, that's basically it's you guys. It's it's like a small little spray bottle. But I was right. wondering temporarily until I get the gel, is that okay to use on his hot spots? Definitely. So we actually make a pet product as well. So we have a pet formula of the Sovereign Silver and a pet gel as well. But yeah, spraying it on is going to be great to help with those hot spots. Uh, I think the gel is nicer because it's the 
thickness, it stays on a little bit longer and stays wet yeah. to help with those hot spots a little bit better. But yeah, spring it several times. Every time you can get the dog to stand still, go ahead and give them a quick squirt. You know, walk around with the travel size in your pocket, and every time you're petting the dog, give them a quick squirt. Every time okay. you see them, okay. give them a quick squirt. Repeated dosing is going to help with those hot spots. Um, it, again, within it helps prevent scarring as well from any type of wounds like that too. So promotes healing that's, and prevents scarring too. That's great because he's, his hair is basically falling out where he has the hot spot. So that would be nice if we didn't permanently lose that hair. And then my, my other question is, um, can you use, for instance, my, I have a little niece. She's only about a month old and she has what they call a typical rash on her face, but it's, it's kind of scary when you see it. <laughs> it's really red and it's very irritated and kind of like little postals. Can you use silver on a on an infant or would you probably wait? So this is one that we have to put on the FDA again. We have to put on our bottles that for use in four and up. So, but with that okay. being said, the first thing that I'm going to look at, if you've got something going on on the skin on an infant like that, is, mm -hmm. is she still breastfeeding? Yes, she's only breastfeeding. What is mom eating? Something in mom's diet is causing a reaction in baby. So if okay. mom's breast milk is causing something to go through, but now with, so we just talked about four and up is what we have to put on the label of the product, but yeah. silver is found in all mammalian milk. So mom is oh. passing silver down to baby in her breast milk. If mm -hmm. mom happened to be taking silver, she would be passing on to baby. Oh. So it is safe and effective is what I'm allowed to say. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. If, if, if you read between the lines a little bit there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> And I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. It's what we're allowed to say and what we should say. So it's and yeah, I think, exactly. I'd rather be able to sleep at night knowing that I help somebody. So definitely, I would put it on a baby's face without a problem. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Yes. Anything else, Lauren? So our our tagline. Oh. Our tagline is always safe, pure, and effective. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Know that. That's it. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to keep you much longer. I, I really appreciate it. It was, you know, so fascinating to hear some of the stuff that you, that you talked about today. And I look forward to, to getting some more of the products because I do have one of them, but I look forward to getting some more. We, we so do you. also, by the way, we do have that, uh, we did bring in the first aid gel and the pets. So we're covered. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love that gel on everything. And oh, speaking of the gel, I just had uh, my wife's aunt was in town and uh, dropped a pan of lasagna about a month ago, broke the glass dish, but it splashed up on her leg. When I saw her about a week and a half ago, leg was still looked awful, still infected. I started treating with our, with the silver gel and I could not believe, I, I talk about this all the time, but I saw it happen and I couldn't believe how quickly it went from being very just open wounds to healed up within a day or so. Wow. And now within a week's time, how much healing has happened. It, it's been incredible. Excellent. 
Excellent. A great show today. Great information. Um, Dr. Griffin, we're excited about our partnership and uh, um, we'll get you back. I'm sure there's much, much more we could talk about. Perfect. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation and the time that we spent in Vegas. And uh, hopefully I look forward to seeing you again at another show and or uh, talking with you soon. Perfect. Will do. Take care. Um, all right. Head on over to the store. Let's truck.com. Exciting new products. Um, great partnership. Uh, everything about this. You know, I, I was I, It's funny. I haven't talked to Dr. Wolfson since we had him on the show last time. Um, we just get busy. and oh. um, We hadn't been talking. And, and yesterday I got a chance to catch up with him. And we talked more about, you know, everything that's going on with actually I, I reached out to him because of um, the person in my life right now that's dealing with this vaccine injury. Um, so we talked a lot about the, the copper and the silver with the vaccine injuries, with the heart issues from the vaccine and covid. Um, so many reasons that this makes sense right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I I was very surprised that it was so fitting after just like two, like three days ago, it was brought up to me, you know, why not right. try silver? Right. And I completely forgotten. I mean, I carry it in my medicine cabinet and <laughs> that's basically what I carry in my medicine cabinet, a bunch of supplements exactly. and silver. Right. And I, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. So I'm happy to pull it back out and start, start using it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I really appreciate his approach. He's got to be careful. They are FDA regulated because they manufacture the product. Mm -hmm. But but he he tells what tells us what we need to know. You know, he, he's not afraid to say, but, look, you know, the FDA says this, but here's what I believe. Yeah, he's pretty transparent, which is it's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. What do you say we take some phone calls? Let's do that. All right. Let's get started in New Jersey. Danny, welcome to the program. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I, uh, Kevin, I can't even, I mean, that interview right there, off the charts. I mean, right up there with the top. And I, I'm just going to be very brief today because it's very important um, because of the political side that you know, um, I get so excited. My heart wants to come out of my chest. <laughs> uh, the first, the first call on Monday when, uh, Michelle Bachman was, you know, talked about Yeah, Michelle Bachman is one of about probably six women that are on the front lines to many issues that are fearless. And the interview that she did was with an individual who's had a radio show for over 20 years that I've known of, but her name is Jan Markal. It's Understanding the Times Radio. And if you were to go to Olive Tree View Ministry, it's Christian-based, not religion-based, but Christian-based, according to the Bible. Um there is a house rule that was introduced that is being introduced through the world health organization who is going to be meeting in Geneva 
the end of next month. And they're in um, the, the WEO, you know, the World Economics Organization. They meet in Davos. Right. These people are very, very powerful. But the House rule is H.R. 79. And uh, Senator Ron Johnson tried to block it in the Senate and didn't have the support. But Andy Biggs, Representative Hint, Andy Biggs, has it before the floor to where, it, if the, and this is what was mentioned, if, if this is passed through the United Nations, Tetros is going to have control over our entire health system. And as far out as that may sound, I've been paying attention to a lot of things for a lot of years. I have a pretty um, stringent uh, itinerary when I'm in the truck of certain things that I listen to. And one thing that I'm able to perceive in this is when somebody's talking down to me. And this is the beauty of your platform right here. If I could influence the silent majority that is out there listening, because I said the other day, it's very, very difficult for me to get on the telephone. I was never a telephone person, but we need to call Congress and the number is given. It's probably the same number that the individual that you interviewed on Friday is. And you got to ask right. for, you know, you give you your, give your code, code and you got to give right. the local. Yeah, it, 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 right. you know, it's and, one of the few things I think our government actually did pretty well. They do make it pretty easy to get to your representative. You call the switchboard hotline number, give them your zip code. They'll they'll give you all of your representatives, um, connect you to them. So uh, that is a pretty good system. And unfortunately, we don't use it enough. It has to be done now. This is that serious because... Before Trump left, he pulled us out of the uh, W, uh, the World Health Organization, which equaled almost $7 billion. And as soon as this administration came in, they put us back in. But there was an African nation that had pulled out uh, a couple of years ago. I don't, well, I don't know. If you'll hear it in the interview. Boswana, I'm pretty sure that's what Michelle said that they were able to slow this down. And um, th this is very, very important right now that this is done because, and I'm going to dovetail to what really, see, I, I'm a very astute listener. When you, I, I'm pretty sure I heard it with you on how they were trying to regulate supplements and, yes. and uh, vitamins. Yeah. You know, I don't know where that is today, I, but, it, well, I'll tell you where it is. What? I, I'll, I'll tell you where okay. it is because people need to understand this. Elections have consequences. It is. Absolutely. It's fairly high up on the priority list for the Democrats. They want supplements controlled through the FDA, just like drugs are. And that will be a disaster if that happens. The Republicans, for exactly. the most part, fight back against this. We're, we're at a place where they can't get this passed right now because we at least have Republican control of the House. But elections matter. If the Democrats ever get back to controlling all three branches, we will probably see some sort of new laws on supplements. But the whole thing is, this is where I, I get upset 
it, when the Republicans do have power, they don't do anything. Well, wait a minute. Wait, for, wait for a decades. minute. I, 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 I will agree not, with that in a lot of areas, but not this one. They're doing exactly what I want them to do when they're in control. Nothing. Leave this alone. It's fine just the way it is. But Ron Johnson was blocked through the Democrat. It's a coalition. It's not a party. No, I I get all that. But but again, on, on this issue of supplements being regulated, we don't need to do anything. Right. Just leave it alone. It's fine. The Republicans oh, no, no, will no, never I, push I, to get to get supplements regulated. I don't think I've ever seen a Republican support that idea. It, it's always no, the but Democrats. it's got to be in the forefront to where it's in the news. So the individual. Well, it's not going to be. Hold, hold on, Dan, Danny. If there's one thing I can promise you about this conversation, this topic is okay. never making it to the mainstream media. I talked about this at the open of the show today. The, the pharmaceutical industry spends way too much money on advertising to ever let this become right. mainstream news. It won't happen. Right. They won't let it. But how is that allowed for them to gain that power? It goes back to what you talked about that I'm pretty sure Dr. Davis brought it to the forefront with Ansel Keys. I mean, Ansel Keys was backed by George McGovern back in that day. And exactly what you said, you know, like I've been trying to thread a needle and I know I'm not good at it, but the only thing what I'm trying to do is to get the, the human mind that is God given to be able to work and understand that you do have a voice and it needs to be uh, exercised, especially at this time. Hold on. With what you just said about the mind and the brain and thinking, that's the beauty of their plan. Their diet is right. already destroying individuals' ability to think clearly. That, that, exactly. That's the beauty of their plan. They, they control the media, so they control what we hear. They control what, well, exactly. they don't. You don't have to let them control what you eat, but most people do. And eating their diet also decreases your brain power and brain clarity so you can't even see what it is they're doing to you. Exactly. Uh, uh, can I make another point about what uh, Dr. Griffin did? I, 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 there was a book written. I don't know if you've ever uh, read it, but I've been listening to it. It's called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Yeah, and I've read it's it. A it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult, difficult book to get through, but yeah, I've read it. Yeah, but who was mentioned there? Rockefellers. The right. Rockefellers. Right. They were so in, I mean, all the titans that built this nation, they hate it. I mean, if you look at the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, the Ford Foundation, I can go on and on and on. You know, it, it's just, but I, I want to go back to, um, uh, Dr. Griffin mentioned Monsanto. When George Herbert Walker Bush was in the White House, Congress wanted to go after Monsanto because of GMOs. And he signed an executive order called the Black Act where they were not able to go after him. I and you can research. I mean, I, look, you, you I, have I, the ability I, I to have. Do that. The whole GMO thing is a mess. Okay. We should be labeling foods with GMOs, but we don't. 
that that's how much power both big pharma and big agriculture have. And, and, and it's got to stop. Uh, Danny, I'm going to cut you loose. We got to move on today. Um, technically, I'm on vacation. I know that sounds kind of odd because I'm saying I'm on oh. vacation when I'm standing here working, but um, I decided to take a pseudo vacation. I'm going to do the show every day, but once the show's <laughs> over, I'm done. And uh, I think I'm going to take a long weekend this weekend, too. So um, let's get to Good for you. Oop, go ahead, Lauren. What's that? I was just saying good for you, Kevin. Yeah, it was either take one week straight, no show, no nothing, a true vacation, or I decided instead I'm going to take two weeks where I do the show most days, but then once the show's over, I'm just going to go goof off and we've got a house over on the ocean we're heading to this afternoon and uh, probably won't be coming back till next Wednesday. Great. Good for you. Enjoy it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to California. Tony, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks. And, all right. Great. Uh, uh, my question, well, it, it was the show pretty much answered what I was going to talk about, you know, because I had the uh, original vaccine, the, the Pfizer, the two shots, but I haven't had any of the boosters or anything. And I was wondering about, you know, how would that have an MR, mRNA in me, you know, how it was going to affect me. But I think after listening to today's show, I guess I'm just going to take some copper and silver. What do you think of that? Anything that strengthens the immune system, anybody that has had any of the shots at all, one, two, the boosters, 15 shots, anybody, um, you've got to do everything you can um, to give your body a fighting chance against this. So that means strengthening the immune system, strengthening the metabolism, all of that, doing more detox. We don't have all the answers. We don't know what it means that we find this spike protein in places that they told us it was never going to be. Um, we're finding spike protein in organs. We're finding spike protein in semen. We're finding it all over the place. And we don't know what that means. There's no research on this. There's virtually zero testing, and we don't know. So my best advice to people is, like all of us should be doing everything we can to be healthy. If you've had the vaccine, I think you've got to double down on all of it. Yeah, I think that was the conclusion I got from listening to that show today. So I appreciate that. And um, pretty much, I guess that's all I have for today on that. All and right. I, I think, thank you for your advice. You're welcome. Thanks okay. for the call. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Uh, Lauren, you know, after looking at this and, you know, I, I, again, I was talking with Dr. Wolfson yesterday because I wanted to get his advice. He works with a lot of people, um, vaccine injured, Mm -hmm. and he's also worked with a lot of people that have had these really aggressive cancers show up out of nowhere. And his approach is interesting. They ignore the cancer. They don't care what kind of cancer it is. They they just ignore the cancer. They treat the body and the immune system as aggressively as they can and hope we can strengthen the immune system enough to beat the cancer. Wow. That's interesting. You know, these 
all these calls about the spike protein and this and that. I'm wondering, are there any companies out there that, I don't know, I feel like there's an opportunity for a company out there to offer blood that has not been, you know, vaccinated, like unvaxxed blood for transfusions, emergencies, you know, things of that nature. It's becoming an issue. We talked about it with somebody, and I can't remember who, and I was going to go out and look to see. I'm pretty sure that is going, there's going to be, at some point, somebody is going to offer some sort of, you know, screened blood for transfusions that is vaccine-free. Um, I, and you know what? It, it's something that I've I've got a note. I I want to try to figure this out myself. Um, if I got into an accident today and needed blood, and they rushed me to the hospital, what the hell would I do? Exactly, and that's a really scary thought. It is a scary. I'm wondering thought. if way if there's a way for us to bank our own blood, even. That's, you know, there is a way because I've seen it done for other conditions. So that's a really good idea. That's right. We don't necessarily have to go find another supply. We just find a way to bank our own. That would be incredible because then it's your own and you don't exactly. have to worry about finding a match. All of that. So I'm, I'm really curious about that. And, you know, when with more people calling and, you know, tell, you know, asking questions about spike protein. And then I, I can't help but wonder when I hear friends with family members that, you know, have been vaccinated and now they have all these issues going on. I'm wondering if, you know, I had no idea, first of all, that spike proteins were found in cancer cells now. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I I know. I didn't either. That, you know, they told us, specifically told us those spike proteins will not leave the injection site. I know. (laughs) I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And they we're had to it know. Everywhere. They had. Exactly. So interesting. Something to look into for sure. Banking your own blood. Yes. Yes. And again, a big, big focus for us going forward will be immune system. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Almost to the point where as much as I love the layout and the the order of the NutriQ and the way we do things, you know, we work on digestion, we work from the left to the right, um, immune system is way, way over there on the right. And part of that is because we've always said, focus on the foundations and the rest of the stuff will usually take care of itself. And, and we've thrown immune system into that. We don't really address it directly very often. We focus on the foundations and the immune system gets stronger. And we see that. We see it in the NutriQ all the time. I'm now to the point where because of our world and the overuse of antibiotics and the mRNA vaccines and that I think we're going to have to put a hyper focus on the immune system. Yeah, I agree. We should always be be supporting our immune system, always. Yeah, and even going above and beyond, you know, like myself, I I have pretty darn close to the perfect diet. I mean, I I really do. I I control all my own food. Uh, I've been strict about this for years. I'm more and more strict with carnivore now, and I'm getting better results. Um, But 
that's not enough anymore. I'm going to supplement what I can to support the immune system. Yeah. The idea, you know, the, the idea that because our immune system gets weak, we could be opening ourselves up for stage four cancers like this. That that's scary. Very, very scary. Hmm. All right, let's grab another call. Let's go to Iowa this time. Brandy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kevin. So I was listening to the doctor, and um, you were asking about the coffee and the silver, but you didn't mention the aloe, and he had mentioned that aloe twice, but you didn't mention it at the end. He didn't have a product to, to say, but I just kind of wondered, can you add the aloe to the coffee too? Um, there'd be no reason not to add aloe to coffee other than, well, I just said there'd be no reason, but the the one reason that there is would be enough reason for me not to add it to the coffee. Um, it's very viscous. It's very thick. And I, you know, my coffee already gets pretty thick with all the butter and the coconut oil. And I, I can't, I don't think the amount of aloe would, would go well in there. Certainly try it. And if you like it, there's if well, it's, you're said, okay he, with it, there's no reason not to do it. I'm just thinking it's probably going to well, be too thick. Yeah, I only say that because he emphasized it twice. And then when you went to the last part, he didn't mention it. And I just thought, well, maybe he forgot it. And it would be a good question to ask. Because he seemed to make it sound, those things have to go together. And if you don't do them together, then it's not being effective. But I don't know that. I'm no, asking. that's not true. The it, we Remember, he was talking okay. about a specific gut protocol. I want to give a shout out, I want to give a shout out to Danny. He's preaching it. That's exactly what I wanted to happen, that somebody else could pick that up as well. That has a lot more knowledge and time and the way to think. Because sometimes driving just uh, mind-numbing. <laughs> yeah. So that's it, Kevin. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, let's uh, hope we have more calls. They're starting to come in again. Let's go to... Uh, Mississippi, Howdy. Paul, welcome to the program. Howdy. I missed the first hour, but I'll have to go and listen to it later because it sounded very interesting. So, um, I'll give you the real short story. So my wife is a long way from being healthy, but she isn't, she's 69 and a half. She is on no prescribed medic- medication. She does take those Tums things and she takes melatonin and just Walmart over the counter cheap shit. Okay. So 2007, her daughter committed suicide. She, she's a heavy drinker. She was a really heavy drinker. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. A left. You still hear me? Yeah, we we lost you, but you're back. Okay, so 2008, she fell and screwed up. We got her one of those scooter chairs, and then because she had the scooter chair, it was just easier to ride around the scooter chair. And then she she lost muscle mass and 
Yeah. Didn't really care and everything. So basically she does not walk. Um, last, about two weeks ago, she got this rash on her leg and um, you put Manuka honey on it and sprayed it with you know, all sorts of over-the-counter stuff, but it started to look ugly. So she went to see a nurse practitioner and she was thinking, well, maybe I got shingles. No, no, I said, I don't think it's shingles. But um, So while we were there, I said, well, I have a suggestion because she does drink a lot of Coca-Cola with her rum. She's been dealing with the Maybe she's a diabetic because she said it felt like the creepy crawlies inside me, like neuropathy type pain. Right. So they they did an A1C test. Well, she got the result back yesterday. Her A1C is 4.8. Yeah, she definitely isn't diabetic then. So, but quite often she checks her blood because it's all over the map. She will be at 101 fasting. And then the next morning, she'll be at 138 or occasionally 150. So here's so where understand that. here's where she is. And I don't get too worried about this because of her age. Um, eventually, anybody eating the standard American diet long enough is going to become diabetic. It's happening earlier and earlier all the time. Not that she likes cooking, but she don't like cooking for herself. So she doesn't. She'll make a grilled cheese sandwich or she'll get a TV dinner out of the freezer. Uh, I'm back yeah. again. Yeah. So I'll just. Oh, there you are. Same thing again. This is crazy because this phone dropping thing, I have very little control over. Um, you know, I mention all the time that I watch solar activity um, just to make sure I have a little extra warning if the big one's going to hit us. Um, there were some really significant sunspots here in the last week, and we kind of dodged a bullet because um, when they released from the sun, the sun wasn't pointing at the earth, and we kind of missed those. But there's been a lot of increased solar activity, uh, more so than ever. I've been using this app for about five years, and these are some of the most critical warnings oh, wow. I've had. And, and that is the kind of stuff that it interferes with, telephone and electronics and radio signals. And maybe that's all it is. And, oh. yeah, we'll, we'll get over it. But, uh, Paul, back to what we're seeing in her blood sugar patterns. She's on the yep. borderline of losing blood sugar control. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I... I- she does not. She does not eat healthy. She don't. She, she's not real big on the chocolate and the cookies and all that kind of stuff. Like she'll get a. Like I still get these chocolate bars sent over from New Zealand occasionally, and I'm three seconds boof, it's gone, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, she'll open one and she'll nibble. I'll take her a week to to, to, to eat it. So. Yeah, yeah. you know, so, for me, my crap. He probably won't change your diet much. He eats better when I'm there because I'm I'm eating my right. delete potatoes, but my I like I like my meat exactly and eggs stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. sounds good. Yeah, it, it you know, like I said, 
Um, she's dodged the bullet for a long time. Um, she is losing some blood sugar control now. I think you're going to see that A1C is going to go up every time she goes to the doctor. Let's uh, let's go to Illinois. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Kevin. What's up? Uh, um, hi. Oh, uh, I missed it, too. I missed the uh, first part of the show. So as far as supplements, uh, I, I, I've been figuring for Tammy and I, we just, we've been taking what we don't get. You know, we eat muscle meat pretty much and fat, you know, and fish too, but, uh, so we take liver, you know, the, the liver, um, supplement, you know, uh, cause we probably only eat it at home, but, or, or, uh, those cod livers, I guess too. But as far as the copper and the, I was looking at it last night and I was confused because it had silver in it. So I was like, wait, is it a silver product or a copper product or is it mixed together or, and then I remember you told me something about taking the lower dose copper. And so I, I just don't know which, which to, uh, what you guys talked about earlier. Yeah. In the store, I would be, I'm going to be adding the daily wellness copper based. And okay. I'll just take the recommended dose on the bottle. We don't need to. And now what Dr. Griffin just taught us, the recommended dose on the bottle is the daily supplement amount we need that that's, that makes up the deficiency and then he said, if you're feeling under the weather, he was all the way up to four and five teaspoons. One teaspoon is the daily limit. That's the daily supplement amount. But he said, if you're feeling under the weather, up to four or five is, is good for you. It's not going to hurt you. So that's the one I'm adding, the daily wellness. And then I'm adding the uh, daily immune support on the silver. Okay. So I couldn't tell if, it, if one was if the daily was silver or copper, maybe because the label said silver on it, maybe that's part of their name. Well, or, yeah, uh, the company uh, is actually called Sovereign. So their products are Sovereign yeah. Silver and Sovereign Copper. So that's what you see on the labels. Um, you can also just look at the ingredient list to see if there's anything added. But uh, it there there's... Uh, Daily immune support on the silver, that's the one I'm taking, and the daily wellness on the copper. All right. Um, and, and what what about the zinc? Did you, um, are you going to worry about, you know, uh, I don't, adding zinc to when you take copper? I don't supplement with any extra zinc, um, cardio miracle, and a couple other things. I, I think I'm getting plenty of zinc. Yeah, that's all I was going to ask. Do you think we are with food and cardio miracle? Okay. I know Tammy wanted to know that. Okay. Right. That's, uh, thanks for all you guys do. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's, uh, we're going to take our last call for today. We're going to go to Wyoming. Zach, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, I uh, I had a, a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine, get me on doing the, the keto, and uh, they really turned me on to you and listening to your advice. I just want to say thank you for for helping me. You're welcome. How's it working out for you? 
Uh, pretty good. I mean, I could I could be doing better, I guess, on a tighter regimen with it. But I have lost 54 pounds in the course of three and a half months. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. I feel like I'm doing pretty good, but I, I just wanted to say thank you. and uh, I appreciate everything you do. Well, you are welcome. Thank you for your support, and congratulations on the results. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of hit a wall, so I'm just trying to work my way through it. I know it comes in stages. Yep. Yeah, it will. Yeah. You know, that that those stages or hitting the wall or the, the stalls, they all seem to happen in the first three to six months. Once people get past that, Lauren, do you yeah. – see this a lot too. We we do have those stalls. And I remember the first time I went strict keto, lost a bunch of weight, went back to being non-keto for a little while, gained the weight back, and then went keto again and nothing happened. And I panicked. I'm like, what? It worked the first time. Why isn't it working this time? And I didn't change right. anything. And after a while, it just started working again. And I, I don't know how to explain that, but I, I've seen that pattern with a lot of people. Yeah. Right, right. Just keep with it for sure. Sometimes it helps, you know, to incorporate intermittent fasting if you haven't done that. Sometimes it helps to even if you, you know, add like kind of in and out of ketosis and kind of add a, like a little bit of carbs back and then go back strict again. Sometimes that can kick you into, you know, gear again. Just kind of have to play with it and listen to your body, but it it happens. Right. And that's that's the weird thing is, you know, when I first started doing it, everyone was saying, you know, you got to do 18 hours of fasting or however long, you know, to fast. So I was saying, dude, I'm a big boy. I mean, I can't, I couldn't see myself fasting, but once I got into doing it, I didn't even know that I, I was fasting at all. Oh, yeah. If you have the weight on the body, the body will use that weight. You're not going to starve. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I've been working on these twins for a while and they're about ready to come away. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. But, yeah, I just really wanted to thank you guys. I'm learning more and more about it every day. Excellent. Excellent. Well, check in us with us once in a while and keep us updated on your progress. Or if you have any questions, call uh, Lauren. Great day today. Awesome interview with uh, Dr. Griffin. We learned a lot. I'm excited about this. Uh, anything you want to wrap up with today? Uh, well, if you guys want to join me at 3 p.m. Eastern time, I will be doing an after hours live Q&A. And we are going to be talking about um, being grain-free and why it's helpful to be grain-free. And that's going to be live on Healthy Tribe. And then we will post the recording of the video in case you miss it or can't make it. And then um, we'll also post it on Facebook. But that's at 3 p.m. Eastern. It'll be live on Healthy Tribe. Excellent. Great topic. You know, I've said this before, but it's been a while since I've talked about it. When I go back to the very beginning and, you know, we took on the challenge of doing the health. And I said, I'm going to go read a hundred books. I'm going to make sure I'm educated on this and I understand what's going on. Um, 
first major change that I made that really gave me great results was I, I was reading the book um, Effortless Healing by Dr. Mercola. And it was it's, it's still a okay. really, really good book. Each chapter is kind of like a different topic, like hydration and fats and um, but he had a chapter on, and, and I had never considered this idea at the time, eating grain free. You know, now it seems like, yeah, yeah, of course, why would you eat grains? They're awful. But back then, remember, we were all brainwashed into this healthy whole grain thing, they kept saying over and over and over. So when I read that, I thought, well, oh, yeah. that's crazy. What do you mean? No grains, no bread, no pasta, no, really? But I tried it. Um, of all the dietary changes I've made, that one made the most significant difference. I believe that. I do. I believe it because we don't even realize that all the processed foods that we are eating are essentially all of them are grains. And exactly. they're so overly processed to the point where they're completely denatured and, oh, it's just, it's like empty carbs. It, it's just, what else? <laughs> You know, it's nutritionally, you're correct. It's just empty stuff. There's no nutrition in it, but it's worse than that. There's a whole bunch of anti-nutrients in it. It doesn't raise the level of nutrition in our body at all. It doesn't allow the level of nutrition to stay neutral in our body when we eat it. It depletes nutrition in our body. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we will be talking about that today as well. Perfect. All right. We're going to wrap this up. All right. The schedule. Um, I've got a bunch of things going on in the background. And unfortunately, they kind of hit while I'm on vacation. Um, I had three conference calls yesterday out of the blue. Um, A lot of it has to do with my activity on Twitter um, uh, right now, I have four invitations to speak. All came that all came from Twitter. Oh, I know. I just got another one this morning. I had three of them yesterday. I was on three conference calls yesterday. I uh, got another one this morning. I, I'm I was shocked. I, I've been talking a lot about Twitter. It's primarily because what Elon Musk is doing with it. I'm pretty excited about it. It's now a a it's becoming a very powerful business tool, making a lot of great connections. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to get more active. Um, one of our tribe members, we talk about him all the time on, on the Friday show, uh, Jamie, Jamie Hagan. Um, we always talk about him because he's another one of those guys that's just doing incredible with fuel economy. Um, and he's active on social media, but we don't hear him on the show all that often. And we always say on Fridays, we'll always say, well, we wish Jamie would call in. Well, I was talking to Jamie yesterday And he said, here's the thing. He said on Fridays, he's running, I think, 13 trucks now. Um, Great operation he's got going on. So his mornings are always busy booking loads and drivers and getting everybody going for the day and solving problems. And he said he just misses the show. And then he once he's done for the day, he listens to it. And he keeps hearing us say, uh, we wish Jamie would call, but it's always too late by the time he hears it. Jamie's very active over on Twitter, has a big following over there. And what I was surprised about, the health world over on Twitter is huge. The natural health world and very organized. 
I mean, I immediately got tied into people and groups that, you know, a lot of the people that have been guests on our show, I'm, I'm active with on Twitter. So there's, there's this really active, vibrant, you know, natural health world on Twitter. Trucking, mm-hmm. crickets. There's like nothing organized for trucking on Twitter at all. Um, as far as I know, Jamie has got the biggest following I've found. He has like 20,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, and there's almost no organized um, groups. So yesterday I, I was talking with a lot of people about creating a, a real trucking movement on Twitter. Um, and, and we're going to do it by, and I, I've got to work out some more technology, um, but we're going to start live streaming some of our shows into a Twitter space. So Twitter space, kind of like That's a big great. conference call. Um, you can have as many listeners as you want, and it's it'll be free for now. Um, and then you can have up to 11 speakers, and you can even swap speakers in and out. So you might have 11 speakers, and everybody says what they want to say, and then you can drop speakers and bring new speakers in. You can have 11 total at any given time. So it's a different format. Of, it's more of a kind of a group think, you know, it's not going to be quite as organized and it won't be me just talking all the time. So I'm looking at a couple show ideas that might work. Um, so Jamie's going to join me Monday uh, and we're going to kind of kick off this idea. And then Thursday, I have uh, a guy who has an, an app that kind of replaces load boards. It's kind of an interesting app and interesting technology. And I'm just starting to dig into it. Now I had a conference call with him yesterday. Jamie also uses it to run his 13 trucks and he says he loves it. So we're going to be talking about that some. And um, I think we're going to bring in two weekly, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking out loud and working through all this right now, but I, I think I might add two weekly spaces on Twitter on top of the shows we're doing now and and just give that a try because oh. I think there's a lot of potential out there. It's, it's a different format and um, we, you know, on this, this spaces thing, we can get other people involved from different parts of the industry. So one show that I'm, I'm, I, I am bringing back, I just, I'm waiting to do it as Broker Connect. And I think Broker Connect would be awesome to do inside of a Twitter space because we get multiple brokers, multiple owner operators. We can have kind of a, a, a group think, group conversation, brainstorm kind of thing. So um, a lot of our big projects are, are being put on hold. Um, it has to do with the economy and a lot of things right now. Some of them are just too risky. Um, I wish I could have pulled them off while we had really strong cash flow, but I didn't. So um, a lot of those are just going to have to get shelved for a little while, a couple months, just to see what happens with this economy. So um, for now, I think for the next couple of weeks or so, it's it's going to be, you know, getting kind of plugged into the trucking community or creating a trucking community on Twitter um, and, and getting more people involved. So uh, I'm kind of excited about that. We'll... Uh, Keep you updated on that. So uh, the schedule tomorrow um, is just a free-for-all. Anything goes tomorrow. Uh, Friday, I'm going to take off, and Monday, I'm going to take off. So um, after tomorrow, we'll be back on Tuesday. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy, always.
do the hard work and master the journey.